successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining us again this week. Uh, Really cool show today. I'm very excited about it. Appreciate you listening today on 980 AM KMBZ or on iTunes and podcast or at grillnationshow.com. Before we get to our guests, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the show. As always, at the top, they are the final or the, the title sponsors of the show are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Guest contributors to the Grill Nation show are One Light Luxury Apartments, Reactor Design Studios, and Clifton Alexander. And today's Guest host and our air contributor is Ryan Maybe from the Rieger and Jay Rieger and Co. Ryan, it's been a while. We haven't seen you here in a while. You've been busy. I have been it's very great busy. to have you back. We it try is. to do these shows every other month, and uh, we're back on schedule now. <laughs> it's good to be back. I, lo- I love doing this show. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's a nice little reprieve from the day to day madness. I know, isn't it? It's uh, a reprieve from the emails, from the travel, yeah. from the the client services business, from you. Get to geek out about Kansas City. Yeah, know? right. It's great. And so today we're going to talk to you here about some updates here in a second. But uh, you will have you're bringing on the show Evita Robinson today, who is from New York City. She is in town to speak at the annual event for Visit KC. Her website is evitarobinson.com. She's the founder of uh, the the Nomanless Tribe, uh, and she's got all kinds of cool things going on. And she speaks regularly as a keynote uh to different co- cities companies yeah uh, on travel and inclusion and she's really done a good job of uh yeah she's a ted resident which we right. found, we'll find out is a pretty um, small group uh she has a very good ted talk but she's coming into kansas city today for the first time and you met her uh this week and so we thought it'd be cool to have her on the show today to talk about kind of some of the things she's done uh, with travel and inclusion and that market and growing some of her own businesses, but with also about the event she's doing here in Kansas City with Visit KC. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, Visit KC has done such a great job of promoting our community and promoting our, our local businesses and uh, organizing things like this that really get people excited about Kansas City and not only uh, getting local people excited about KC, but bringing in people like Evita to give presentations and experience uh, what Kansas City has to offer. I think they've they've had a tremendous impact on on the community. Yeah, and they met her uh, at another speech, I believe. But, yeah, it'll be good to have her in studio talk about kind of some of her travels, their businesses, uh, which she's going to talk about with Visit KC at their annual event at the Kauffman Center for Performing Arts. Uh, and also check out her website again at evitarobinson.com, uh, also on Twitter at Evie Robbie. We'll get to her in segment three today. Ryan, I want to catch up with you because we haven't seen you in a while. Uh, you have been on the road. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, some of the things that Manifesto has going on right now. Uh, obviously, the Rieger is above Manifesto. Manifesto <laughs> is yep. winning a lot of awards. But um, talk to us about the James Beard. What's um, going on with that? You know, I honestly, I, I don't even know what's going on with it. But it's, <laughs> uh, we are... Uh, it was James Beard because... 
He's a famous guy. Yeah, with James Beard is kind of considered the godfather of uh, American cuisine, more or less. That's sort of one way of looking at it. He uh, kind of up there with like Julia Childs and and uh, and famous old chefs like that. And um, upon his death, there was a, a foundation uh, founded in his honor that helps basically. They provide uh, tuition, money, financial support for people, for kids that want to get into the culinary uh, arts and go to culinary school and that kind of thing. They provide scholarships and, and things like that. So they do a lot of uh, work around the country. They're based out of New York. Um, but they do a lot of work around the country with uh, restaurants and chefs, and they do fundraisers and things like that. And they have this annual uh, awards uh, program called the James Beard Foundation Awards. Uh, that's kind of considered like the, uh, the more or less the Oscars of the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. And for years, it was solely focused on uh, chefs and restaurants and food. And just within the last five years or so, I think they've embraced the fact that uh, there's a lot more that goes into uh, the restaurant business. And they're starting to recognize people on the beverage side of it. So they're recognizing sommeliers for wine. They're recognizing uh, people in the, as beverage professionals, they're recognizing writers and journalists and people that are publishing books and things like that mm-hmm. that are helping to further along that, that field. Um, and the bar side of it, they just five years ago started a category called Outstanding Bar Program. And it's a national, uh, category where they, uh, they just start off with the, the first list, the semifinalists, which is the top 15, uh, bars that they name from around the country. Uh, which now Manifesto uh, has made it two years in a row. So this oh, is our wow. second consecutive year being named a uh, semifinalist. And then uh, sometime in a few weeks, they'll narrow it down to the top five, um, uh, announce that, and then in May, they'll have their big award ceremony in Chicago. So how, do, you, do you have a relationship with James Beard's award, a group? Not or, at all. They they just, know, it, it's a really, like, it's like a secret society, man. I don't... I don't really know. Um, and even, you know, yes, there have been some other James Beard actual winners in Kansas City, like Colby. Did he win? Uh, Colby won after like seven or eight years of being a finalist. Right. And, you know, I've asked him before, like, first off, how did you maintain um, being a finalist for seven or eight years in a row? You know, what kept you up there in that top five? And then also, why did it take so long for you to actually win? You know what I mean? He doesn't even know. He's like, I have no idea. There's no like application process. There's no uh, set of rules or like this is what's expected if you're going to, you know, be considered for a James Beard. There's just no way of knowing. It's very secretive. Um, my guess is they send people in, you know, that are um, undercover, you know, sort of anonymous people to check out the the restaurants and bars and things like that. Um, but who knows? I mean, no one really knows. It's a big mystery. Um, how they formulate their lists and and how that all comes about. So um, it, honestly, I like it that way because that way you don't have to worry about it. And we're not focused on winning awards. That's not really our our sole um, you know goal with the the business. So it allows us just to do what we do. And if we get recognized for it, then and that's, that's manifesto, that's cool. right? And you guys have been in business now for almost nine years. We turned nine years old on April tenth. Mm. Yeah crazy right <laughs> right yeah well I, I realized on new year's eve uh this year it was the 10th consecutive uh new year's eve that i've spent in that building in the rieger i've celebrated 10 new year's eves in a row at the rieger uh because i was there um for 2008 going into 2009 because we were under construction um at at uh manifesto at that point and uh we were celebrating upstairs at 1924 main 
It's amazing to me that uh, you guys have had such a good run. At it's been wild, man. Yeah, it is hard to believe, and it is somewhat amazing too. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it's still. It's still tough to get in that place, right? It's still um, alive. Yeah. It depends. I mean, I, I consider it the easiest bar in the city to get into because you can actually make a reservation. So if you really want to, it's super easy. But uh, yeah, it's small. It fills up fast, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's always it's always busy, and we're, we're doing we're doing great, which is hard to hard to do after that many years to mm-hmm. keep a bar uh, like that operating at that high of a level. So it makes me really proud. Ryan Maybe is our guest host today. We're going to have Ryan back for one more segment to talk about Jay Rieger and Co.'s expansion into the big state of California. And then we're going to talk about uh, some other topics, including the Rieger, the Crossroads, streetcar expansion, and uh, other Kansas City topics that we think are top of mind right now. And then after Ryan, we'll have Avita Robinson, who's a regular TED Talk speaker from New York. She's in the travel business. She will be speaking at Visit Casey's annual meeting. She's the keynote speaker. Very cool person. Check out her website at EvitaRobinson.com. Thanks for joining us again today on The Grill Nation Show on 980 AM KMBZ and on iTunes. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show on 980 AM KMBZ and on iTunes via podcast and at grillnationshow.com where you can find links to all of our shows, guests, photos, and our sponsors. Ryan Maybe is one of our guest hosts and contributors to the show. He comes on every other month. We're going to start this going again in 2018. We're here in February, so we're excited to have him back. Uh, talking to him about uh, some of the different things going on in Kansas City as well as at his businesses now. And then following Ryan, we'll have... Evita Robinson from New York City, who's here to talk about travel and inclusion at the annual meeting of Visit KC. Ryan, um, Jay Rieger and Co., you guys are in year what? Three? Uh, we, we turned three years old as far as, you know, dating it back to when we, uh, launched our, our whiskey. So that would have been in November. So yeah, we're a little over three. Okay. So a little over three years old. Uh, you're running hard, expanding everywhere. Uh, recently you expanded to California. Well, not quite yet. Almost. Okay, yeah. Almost. Almost. Okay. So we, we're officially signed on. We're, we're registered and set up in the state. Uh, we have our distributor, um, uh, you know, signed on and we are, I'm in the process right now of planning all the launch events. So officially we will launch the last week of March mm-hmm. in California, uh, which means I'll be going out there and, uh, hosting events and tastings and seminars and, you know, getting back behind bars and making drinks and just doing a series of, it's like a kind of like, you know, I'll be on, it'll be like a road show, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> Jay you, Rieger, Jay Rieger and co everything all day, every day. How do you do that? How do you schedule all that? It's tricky. Um, yeah. you know, we have to work very closely with our distributors in each state, um, and coordinate with their schedules, but you know, you in part, we kind of rely on them to use their local expertise in, in their market and introduce us to the top buyers on both the retail side as well as the bar and restaurant side um, so that we can set up some meetings and hopefully get our products placed there and, and get them excited about it and behind it. Um, so the distributor does uh, that part of it, but then I will often use my connections and relationships in the industry mm-hmm. to say, hey, let's let's have a party. Let's do an event you know, at your bar. And, and they're all different and all unique. And 
you know, and I, I do this stuff all, all over the country. I actually, uh, uh, just in a couple of days on, uh, uh, Monday night, I'll be at, uh, a bar in Washington, DC doing a, a Jay Rieger and co pop up one night only in, in DC where we're, this one's going to be really fun. We're, we're doing, um, a playlist of all Kansas City music, uh, featuring local bands and stuff. And mm-hmm. then the cocktail menu will be Jay Rieger and co, but they'll be inspired by the music. So, you know, we just do these kinds of like, wacky creative events around the country and uh california is a big one for us because it's it's literally the biggest market in in the united states so you know we want to make sure we don't screw it up <laughs> how long will you be out there on these, uh, these this, junkets <clears throat> uh usually i'll be gone anywhere from some trips are just uh you know one night one overnight uh two day kind of thing and i'll be back and then most often it's like a midweek monday to thursday or tuesday to friday kind of trip and then in, in extreme cases, I'll be gone for a week or even longer than a week, depending on how the, the travel schedule shakes out. Mm. Are you going to focus on Southern California, Northern California? Both. You, know, um, both. you know, I think, I think that I had someone explain this to me recently when, when looking at California, because California can be a little daunting and overwhelming. And uh, a, a good friend of mine in the industry who knows that market well said, you build your brand in San Francisco in, in Northern California but you sell volume in Southern California. Mm. So it, it, it's an interesting perspective to look at it that way. So we're, I'm actually, my first trip will be Southern California, uh, San Diego and LA. And then I'll go back a couple weeks after that. And we'll do basically the same thing in San Francisco for four or five days. Mm. Very cool. And uh, don't forget about Oakland either. It's a great community. The whole Bay area. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's some great bars out there too. Actually, oh, there's yeah. a, a bar called prize fighter that I, I remember going to that was just fantastic yeah it's good stuff ryan maybe is our guest ryan i want to talk to you about i know we're a ways away from the christmas season but um i've been looking into some <clears throat> things that you've been doing and uh you talk to me about what a miracle bar is and what all right this so this like. is uh this is something i'm both really excited about and also terrified of but um this year so there's a there's a concept called miracle right and mm-hmm. it was started by a gentleman in new york about five or six years ago who owns a bar called Mace in the East Village. And during the holiday, he, uh, like from Black Friday until New Year's, he converted his bar uh, to a full-on, way-over-the-top Christmas and Hanukkah-themed bar. So just decked it out, like insanely uh, uh, over-the-top with uh, decorations and everything, and then created a menu to coincide with it and played Christmas music and, and had Christmas movies on the TV screens. And just it was a ridiculous concept that just was a huge, huge hit. He called it Miracle on Ninth Street. And it was so successful that he decided to trademark the name Miracle for the bar industry and then sell it as a franchise. And so he's now, I believe last year, I think he had 51 uh, franchises, uh, franchisees around the, the world actually he had one in Hong Kong. Um, but the way he does it is he only allows one franchise license per market or per city. And nobody's done it in Kansas City yet. And I've wanted to do it for the last several years. Uh, the holdup being I didn't really know exactly where I would do it mm-hmm. and, and also know how to staff it. I mean, it, it's a, it's like opening a whole new bar, but it's only for six weeks. It's for a six week run. So it's going to be, Fast and furious. Well, anyway, this year I went ahead and just decided to pull the trigger and licensed it for Kansas City. And so now we're in kind of the early planning stages of what that's going to look like. And at this point, I still don't even know where we're going to do it. But I want to do it somewhere in the <clears throat> the urban core uh, of KC, whether, you know, like from between downtown and the plaza, somewhere along that corridor. And uh, yeah, so we'll. Well, we're going to have a miracle bar in Kansas City this year. For those, for those of you who know what this is all about, it's really exciting. 
It looks exciting. I'm looking down the list of cities. There's about 50 right now, and we are right. not on the list yet. There is some in Missouri, actually. There's one in St. Louis uh, in run by uh, Ted Kilgore. There's one in Springfield. Um, I think the the guys from Scotch and Soda do that one, I'm pretty sure. so cool. I actually went to a bar in New York um, called Rolf's German Restaurant, and it is on uh, 3rd Avenue, and it, it around Christmas time. This was this is way before Miracle Ball started. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. And they, and they look at this place. I'm going to show you a picture. They This is a little more intense, but you mentioned a, a, a bargaining just like totally. That's what I mean. And and, and my my thinking <laughs> it's is so cool. you walk when, in. We, when we do it, I want it to be obnoxious. I want it to be like way, way over the top like that. Like, like Rolf's like, <laughs> Right. Like you walk in and you're just completely immersed in uh, Christmas. Christmas and winter wonderland. So, you know? so, so I remember like people would come to this, like this was where you'd go, like to have a beer. Right. right. If you're a tourist in New York around Christmas, you, you hit up all the hot mm-hmm. spots, but then somebody said, you got to go to this bar. And yeah. it's kind of the similar theme. It's, it's a restaurant bar, but it's just like you walk in there and it's like Christmas threw up in there. Exactly. It's just everywhere. No, and I, and I love that. You know, going out, going out drinking, going to bars, going to restaurants, there's one of the things I love about it is that sense of escapism. You know, it's, it's not just about, uh, the drink. It's not just about, you know, you know, sustenance, you know, feeding your appetite, whatever. There's a certain level of uh, escapism and you want to kind of forget about everything outside of that place. And I think that's something we've done really well at, at Manifesto over the years, you know, creating that sort of unique vibe that's unlike anywhere else. But this Christmas thing, um, I'm really, cool. I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really fun. I've been to a couple of the others in other cities and it is incredibly well received. So, uh, we should have a lot of fun with it. This We're going to love it in Kansas City. Thank you very much, Ryan, for bringing that to town. Ryan, maybe as our guest, Ryan, um, a lot of stuff's happening here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys obviously have the crossroads is growing. You're growing. Uh, we're going to get some places next door to you hopefully soon. The hotel's in down by you. Um, yeah. The new hotel. There's a lot of construction. A lot of construction. Yeah. A lot of new uh, concrete being poured. Yep. Cranes everywhere. It's great. Um, streetcar. I've heard it's going to expand. I, hope so. I think that was always the plan. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. So expanding south, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also expanding to to kind of closer to where Jay Rieger and Co. is. I right? would like for it to go right to Jay Rieger's front door. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you know, the and historically there's precedent there. The Heimline. There was actually back in the early 1900s, there was a streetcar line that went down Third Street and down Gwinnett, uh, right to the old Heim Brewery, which is where we're located. It was actually called the Heimline. Uh, I would like to restore that. I don't know if that's on the that's on the table. It's probably not, but, but um, we'll get but, close but, anyway. But we'll get is, we'll get within the you know you know we can. There is talk about it going to the Isle of Capri. Yeah, and I, I saw it recently too, which I thought was uh, I thought was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, what's happening with Berkeley Riverfront Park, all, all that development there, which is really exciting. Um, the casino itself, I mean, um, it's something. It's it's a destination point. You know, but I think the, the real benefit at the end of the day with the streetcar is not necessarily where it goes, um, but what does it create along the route, along the way to get there? And that's what I think has been the biggest, uh, the biggest boon from, from the, the streetcar development is the development along those lines. So if we extend it north, if it goes to the Isle, Isle of Capri, I think, uh, we're going to see a lot of development, uh, in that part along the river on, on the north side. And I think it absolutely would, would benefit Jay Rieger and Co. and the East Bottoms as well. Mm-hmm. How's the office down there, Jay Rieger and Co.? How's all the things going down there? Because the office? The office, uh, the distillery. <laughs> Everything's going really, really well. Yeah. We're, <clears throat> you know, we talked about uh, launching new states and everything. Uh, we're actually la- launching Arkansas uh, tomorrow, mm, um, wow. specifically. 
So, you know, we're, we're kicking off uh, more distribution across the country, and that means that we have to produce more booze, and we're able to do that right now. We're able to keep up, and we would love to, uh, you know, just keep doing that and, and not only grow our presence and our brand nationwide, but grow our uh, footprint locally as well. How's that going for you? I mean, how how's it going? What state have you been the most surprised by of all the ones you've expanded into with popularity? Which, one, which ones have I been surprised by? The most, yeah. Probably Indiana, really, okay. uh, of all places. And I think it's just a matter of the distributor that we signed on with there. They're just crushing it. I mean, um, they're getting us placements in very high-volume venues like arenas and casinos and things like that, which are generally... Um, impossible for a small brand like us to get into because you've got the big boys spending millions of dollars mm-hmm. on on that kind of on just acquiring and securing that business. But um, our our distributor down there is doing a great job of of building the brand and, and getting a getting us a lot of exposure. Um, Chicago is our second biggest market outside of Kansas City. New York is third. Uh, New York is growing. It's doing really well. Washington D.C. is really growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're doing some cool things there. But Very Indiana, cool. I think, has been the most uh, the most surprising. Ryan Maybe is our guest host on the show today. He brings a lot of flair and flavor each and every other month, and uh, it's good to have him back in studio. It's good to be here. It's good to have you, Ryan. We'll be right back with Avita Robinson, fresh off the plane from New York City, speaking at the Visit KC annual meeting this week here in Kansas City. Thanks for joining us. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body. But then it drops... Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill, here on 980 AM KMBZ and on iTunes, as well as at grillnationshow.com. Very excited to have back our guest host and contributor and partner and supporter of the Grill Nation show, Ryan Maybe, who is the uh, with the Rieger and with Jay Rieger and Co. comes on every other month onto the show and brings with him some really cool guests. And uh, we have one in studio today. Uh, Vita Robinson is in town from New York City. And you guys, uh, I'm going to let you do the introduction here, Ryan, because you uh, you met a, a <laughs> while back, not very far, but uh, no, 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 not, 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 not very long. We haven't we haven't known each other very long now. Um, we met at at the Rieger at the bar. I was uh, I was sitting there in, in a meeting and. Uh, as usual, when I'm trying to plan my my guests for this show, I wait to the last minute. I know, um, it drives me nuts. You, but did, you but didn't he always, he always you didn't delivers. Know that. I thought <laughs> I thought I was somehow fooling you, but no, I end up uh, always waiting to the last minute. And I had someone, and then he was like, "Oh no, I can't do it," and I was like, "Oh man!" And then uh, the ladies from Visit KC were sitting at the bar and uh, yeah. came came over and said hi, and I was like, "Oh wow, okay, I got you know plenty of options right here." And so Evita's in town. Uh, so I saved the, you. You did. I saved you. You absolutely did. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it just works out really, really well like that. So thank you. Very cool. So you, uh, tell us what your, your, your background is and how you're here. And then we'll get into in the next segment kind of more into what you're doing in Kansas City. But kind of tell us about yourself, Avita, because I looked at your resume and, uh, you're very entrepreneurial and done some really cool stuff thank and, you. and really exciting things. Got to have you, great to have you on the show. Uh, let me just put the, Tell everyone what your website is here. I'm trying to find it, really. It's just your name, right? Well, yes. I have avitarobinson.com, but mm-hmm. if you want to learn more about the tribe, which I'll explain, it's nomadnesstv.com. Mm-hmm. So what's really cool is about six and a half years ago, I uh, was a three-time expat coming out of living primarily in Asia, mm-hmm. and I was going through things I had never gone through before. Travel withdrawal, um, reverse culture shock, which is a thing when you kind of leave home and then you come back home and home feels foreign. Mm-hmm. 
which is quite trippy. And um, I was also dealing with dengue fever because I was backpacking between Thailand and Cambodia and had a lovely mosquito uh, feast on me. Wow. Yeah. So I came home um, a little bit early from my trip after going through all that. And I really wanted to find a community of people that travel um, and not just when they're allocated vacation days, but a community that really was like minded and they set up their life to prioritize traveling around the world because they knew its value. Mm-hmm. So I started in September 2011 with 100 people in what is now Nomadness Travel Tribe. And now approaching six and a half years, we're at over 19,000 members worldwide have about 50 regional ambassadors, and my members live all around the world, and it's a travel community primarily for travelers of color. Really? We have all ethnicities in, but there was really something integral about building a home for us and our lifestyle and stylistic and the way that we travel and the sense of community when we go on trips and, um, and experiences abroad. So there was no community for us, really, uh, when I started it. So that entrepreneurial uh, spirit came in and was like, cool, I'm making it. I tell you what, I think Ryan's probably traveled a lot. Uh, I, I, I used to a lot more, uh, throughout the, the world actually. And you mentioned Thailand. That's a great place. Yeah. It's a cool spot, man. Yeah. I used to live in Chiang Mai. I'm actually going back for Song Krong in April with No Madness. I don't know if you know Song Krong. It's the big, uh, countrywide water gun festival. It's their New Year celebration, and so it's literally like the world's biggest water gun fight. That sounds amazing. It is, and I've wanted to go to this for so long. When I lived there, I lived there during um, Loy Krithong, the big lantern festival, which is beautiful and enchanting, but I want to like squirt people with super soakers <laughs> in 2018, <laughs> so I'm going back at the right time. So how often are you in New York? I mean, are you traveling just every week or what? Yeah, I, it became important to me, especially after like being an expat and being on the road for an extended period of time. And I'm very much kind of like that backpacker style mm-hmm. of travel. Um, I needed a home base. I needed some place to just kind of co- come back to and be able to root. So I'm in New York more often than I was when I was actually, you know, living backpacking and um, expat lifestyle. But I'm on the road, I would say, probably at least six to eight times a year in some capacity. And it's cool because like the keynote speaking and one of the reasons why I'm here, this is giving me more of a chance to explore around the country, mm-hmm. which I'm normally like, OK, I'm packing my bags and my passport's got to be in here because I'm dipping out of the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, so now it's become a bit of a balance between domestic and international travel for me which is kind of cool very cool what, what is a ted resonant I, i'd like to ah yeah so last i've been year. to a ted talk at uh many times yeah. yeah do they have them i'm sure they probably huh? have had them in kansas yeah, we've city had, we've had them in kansas city yeah they sell yeah. out they sell out uh, quickly the, uh, performing yeah arts they, they sell out very very yeah quickly, because huh? i know the tedx kind of like the extension of them mm-hmm. of the you know whole ted phenomenon um they're all over the world and really big so a couple years ago, I want to say the residency, they're just starting cohort number five. I was in number three, but I think the program itself is less than three years old, so it's very new. Mm-hmm. But what they did is they had this extra office space um, actually in their headquarters in Manhattan, and they wanted to bring together some of like, you know, the best brains. I say that they brought in the Michael Jordans mm-hmm. of their industries, you know, and none of us were in conflict. Everybody's like saving the world and trying to make it better in their own <laughs> way, right? And so they picked 23 people in my cohort and you had to apply for the program and get accepted. And at the end of the three and a half month residency, kind of working out of uh, TED headquarters at least four times a week, um, having mandatory meetings and luncheons. And obviously, you never know who's going to walk through the doors. Like one of my favorite times I had there was like Monica Lewinsky Mm. was like walking in the hallway. And believe it or not, she has one of the most amazing TED talks I've ever seen in my life. And it's actually really relevant 
to a lot of like bullying and social media and things wow. like that today. It's it's a phenomenal TED talk. Um, but it's just you never know who's going to last time I was in the office. Shonda Rhimes was there. So, you know, it's being a part of that just like priceless network. Oh, yeah. Um, and so you're embedded in it for life. Once you become a resident, you get picked through this program and you have to work on a project that you apply through for three and a half months. And then at the end of the three and a half months, you give a TED talk at the headquarters stage. Was that something that you always had as a goal, being a public speaker, or did that just sort of happen along the way? I, I just, I don't shut up. Um, this is kind of my thing. <laughs> um, I've been doing it for a long time. Like, my background was in spoken word. I ended up being, like, commencement speaker in my graduating class in college. So I'm, like, really big with the, with, with the talkative stuff. Even as a kid, I'm sure there's family members that would attest. But um, it's cool now to be able to have built a movement and a business and an international community that allows me to talk from the um, point of view of an expert, you know, in what is diversity and travel, you know, which is right. the reason why I'm here. And so for me, specifically Ted, hell yeah, Ted had been on my like vision board for at least a decade. You know, to me, it's it's one of the it rep- represented like kind of like the pinnacle of talks, you know, that you could give. And right. it's not a speech. It's not even a keynote. It's a performance. And so right. I really dug in and left my guts on that stage. It's very, very cool. I've, I've watched your, your TED Talk on, you. on your website. It was, it was really uh, uh, very engaging. And yeah, and yeah it, was, it, was, it was awesome. Um, I've been traveling, as Jason mentioned, I travel a lot for mm-hmm. work. And over the last, especially over the last two years, I've uh, found myself giving a lot of uh, presentations, mm-hmm. public uh, talks and stuff like that, but mostly like trade-oriented uh, profession oriented towards my industry, towards the liquor industry, the bar right. industry, that kind of thing. But um, I really enjoy it. It's uh, yeah. you get kind of a rush from uh, being up in front of a, a crowd giving a, it is. Giving a talk. I mean, you're always nervous. I tell people, I'm like, the nerves never leave you. Mm-hmm. You know, I right. kind of have to be like in my own like mental space before I go out there. But then it's just like all of that energy is transferred you know, to the crowd, to everybody that's out there. And it's like when they start kind of laughing when you're witty and, and reacting the way that you intended in your head, it's just, it is, it's like a high. Right. You're, you're yeah. very, you're very, you have the butterflies right before you walk on. Yeah. And then you always. get on it and you're like, oh, you're fine. Yeah. You're not you nervous get, anymore. You get into a stride. Like you, there's always this moment. And I think for me, sometimes it's when I, when I get like the first laugh or they react the, the right way, I'm like, oh, got them. And then yeah, it's, right. <laughs> got him. And then it's just like, all right. And then own the stage, walk the stage and just be really casual. And I'm, I talk very, you know, colloquial. It's just like, I'm very conversational. Even when I'm on stage, mm-hmm. I'm not tied and married to PowerPoints and stuff like that. It's very just engaging. And I think it's real, you know, it's a story and, and there's a different type of presentation style where you're talking from the heart. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Robinson is with us today. Okay. So where are you from originally? I grew up in Poughkeepsie, New York. Poughkeepsie, New York. I've heard of it. I don't know where it is. Have you? And I don't know why. And anytime (laughs) anybody says this, I'm just like, why have you heard of Poughkeepsie? I'm I'm (laughs) very intrigued by this. It is. It is. So I was born in Albany, but my family moved to Poughkeepsie when I was around two or three years old. Mm -hmm. And I was in Poughkeepsie all the way through graduating high school and then went to college in New Rochelle, New York at Iona College. Um, And then after I graduated college, I've been all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I progressively saw myself moving kind of like out of rural areas in about two hours north of the city, like inching and inching closer until I ended up like in New York. Mm-hmm. I lived in the Bronx for 10 years before I moved uh, to Newark, New Jersey, where I live now. And did you always kind of do the entrepreneurial thing? 
Create your I mean, own I was stuff. always kind of a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my background, and I actually was one of those people that did go to college for something they loved, which was television production. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a lot of reality TV um, production back end before I got into No Madness. And, um, and you'll still that's see a the lot, parts. That's a lot of fun, I bet. It's, it's a lot of work, but having to vet people and having to yeah. bring up personalities. And, and I think maybe, and, and now that I think of it, I've never thought of it this way, but maybe that's part of why it's easy for me and comes kind of natural for me to be able to navigate community the way i do with you know over 90 approaching 20,000 members you know mm-hmm. worldwide there's something about the interconnectivity of personalities and you know yeah we got a minute left in this segment uh tell us about what you how you get involved and how do you get be a member of yeah if you want to become a member of no madness um you just have to have at least one passport stamp that's all we ask because cool. then you know uh-huh. why travel is as amazing as it is mm-hmm. um and you can go to the website nomadnesstv.com and literally in the top right corner it says join tribe and you can see the video of me explaining how the group flows and put your contact information in pretty cool yeah we'll get into the why you're in kansas city in our next segment is this your first time here it you? is okay there you go so we'll have a lot to talk about Avita Robinson is our guest along with Ryan Maybe, who's guest host. Uh, her website is her name, avitarobinson.com, and then she's on Twitter at Evie Robbie. Uh, check it out. And Ryan, what is your Twitter handle? Round oh, Table Rye round, is my personal one. Round Table yeah. Rye is Ryan's. Uh, we'll come back after the break and talk about what you're doing with Visit KC uh, and get your first impressions of what you've seen so far in Kansas City. And maybe uh, we'll see what you thought of the Rieger last night. Uh, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> we'll be right back on Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Griller at 980 AM. KMBZ as well as on podcast via iTunes and at GrillNationShow.com where we'll post photos of our two guests today. And uh, there's more information there about supporters and sponsors. Again, joined by Ryan Maybe from Jay Rieger and Jay Rieger, excuse me, Jay Rieger and Co. and The Rieger. Rieger uh, and Avita Robinson, who is in town from Manhattan in New York City. Uh, her website is avitarobinson.com. You are going to be speaking uh, at the Visit KC event. Tell us about that because we want to know why you're in Kansas City and talk more about your first trip here. If you're a yeah. world traveler, let's let's hear what you think. I've you been know? here all of 24 hours, so <laughs> this is kind of like no pressure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I'm here for um, Visit Kansas City, their 2008 uh, annual meeting. So it's a lot of some of the business, local entrepreneurs, but it's a lot of like the tour operators and people that are in the travel industry. Um, and I'm here as their keynote for this year. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of running it, running it's a, it. It's a great event. I've been to it before. I have too. a couple years it, ago when yeah. it was at Sprint Center. It's a great organization. Yeah, Visit and it's at the Kaufman Center. It's which is, have me- you been yet? So, yeah, we did the walkthrough yesterday oh, of the stage, and it's beautiful. It's incredible. I love yeah. it. That's where they have the TED Talks here. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. It's, of course, of course. Yeah, no, it definitely looks like that. I saw it yesterday, and I was just like, I'm going to be Beyonce. <laughs> 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 yeah, but um, but it's amazing. And, and why I was brought here is because a number of people from the office, um, Jessica and Tracy, um, they saw me speak in Montreal at Destinations International's big convention. Mm. And I was the last day keynote at that one. And, and they were just like, we have to bring her. So shout out to them 
I'm at Visit Kansas City. And and I'm coming in to talk about diversity and why the travel industry needs to see in color and, you know, the buying power that we have. You know, African-Americans in the U.S. alone are bringing in somewhere between 50 to $55 billion in um, annual travel revenue to the industry. But you would wow. never know that if you mm-hmm. look at the marketing because mm-hmm. we're not really represented. So I'm on my mission with my tribe behind me. Um, to talk to why that needs to change and why representation matters. It's really interesting. Um, so what, so give us a preview. Give us more of a preview of what you're going to talk about because Ryan and I won't be there tonight. I will be there. Oh, you will. Ah, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, then, then never mind. He doesn't yeah, want to get no, there. Jay Rieger and company is a sponsor. Oh, good. Yeah. Very nice. good. Nice. Let's talk about know. that then. Um, <laughs> you were there this week. Yeah. Ryan has been... Uh, like a local legend here in uh, in this industry for a while. What, what did you think of his restaurant? I loved it. I yeah. loved it. And not only did I love it, but I'm a very like white wine, Prosecco, if it has bubbles, I'm sure. cool kind of gal. But I don't really go into the cocktails. And right. I went into one of them last night and I forget the name of it. Is it O... Oren Ishii. Maybe that's it. There was something, it had rosé in it and um, it came and you passion had bottled. Fruit. Yes. Yeah, and it was really, really good. So you got absolutely me out of my delicious. Zone. Now we have, a, and that's something that we we take a lot of pride in, um, being a being a bartender, uh, taking pride in making really beautiful cocktails yeah. and using good ingredients and uh, achieving harmony and balance and flavors. You know, just like a chef does. So, yeah, uh, and all of our our whole bar staff really embraces that, and and uh, they do good work. And you guys all have amazing ink. I have 11 <laughs> tattoos and I, was, I saw your bartender yesterday. I was like, as soon as we walked in, I was like, yeah, Oh my Jules, God. Julie. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, her tattoos are so beautiful. <laughs> She's probably like, who is this chick? <laughs> yeah. But no, it was, it was absolutely amazing. I wish we had more time there. And, um, I appreciate you allowing us to sneak into the men's bathroom to get a photo. Okay. You cannot miss the men's bathroom. You have to, you have to check that out. It's a rule. <laughs> yes. We made sure that nobody was in there. No men were harmed. <laughs> in the taking of this photo but uh but yeah no it was absolutely amazing and going downstairs and seeing just like all the speakeasy kind of you know prohibition i was getting a history lesson while i was there's in there, a very very cool. cool amount of history in kansas city in in, in general uh, and in that location in particular the the rieger hotel it's 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 got a cool story yeah so what is your uh, favorite city you've ever been to to travel to? Give us some hints. Why here. would you do this? Yeah, because you're going to have a lot, but give us your top two or three. Okay, um, top two or three. So I'm going to go with uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. Mm-hmm. I am going to go with uh, Berlin, Germany. Mm-hmm. I am going to go with Barcelona, okay. Spain. I've been there. Barcelona is one of the few places that I would move to. Yeah, and um, and it, and and Tokyo. Wow. Yeah, I've lived and or gone to a number of these places over and over again. So I lived in Japan for a year. I did not live in Tokyo, but I got to Tokyo anytime I could. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of New York so much. Did it? Yeah. See, I like. I went to Hong Kong, and that reminded me of, of New York, but cleaner. Hong Kong's one of cleaner. my least favorite. Okay, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Tell us why. I got stuck there in the airport just trying to get back when I caught dengue fever. Oh, And yeah. it was one of the only, it may be one of the only places where I ever got gamed for, like, the exchange rate. I was sick. I had been dealing with, like, six different, you know, currencies within a short period of time. And it was just, and the pollution, the pollution really got me when I was down in Hong Kong and like, so, like the haze that was just there. I was like, wow, this is, it's no joke. It's really no joke there. So yeah, those are some of my reasons. Tokyo though. Yeah. I like Tokyo. Tokyo's it's, it's, it's. Why Berlin? Yeah. Why Berlin? 
because of the street art. This is a funny thing, and this is going to sound, I mean, probably like typical New Yorker, but it's like a lot of the cities that I realize I gravitate towards and I like the most, it's because they have certain aspects, their own spin, but certain aspects of the things that I love about New York, which is why I made New York home. So there's this street art and graffiti culture mm-hmm. in Berlin that is absolutely amazing. And then you have the beer gardens, which you would definitely I, you know, I'm, take to. I'm all- fascinated by the street art the street, aspect. Well, I had no is, idea that was so a thing this is in what's Berlin. crazy. The first two years that I went, um, there's this place called Takales that they've since the government has knocked it down. I want to say they knocked it down in 2013 and it's so sad and we have some of like the last footage of Takales but it's this warehouse that's like four or five um, floors, hundreds of artists and residents from around the world from jewelry makers to graffiti artists, anything you could think of and they had their own space to play and the government knocked it down because they wanted to wow. put a hotel there. And it was just, and they were fighting it for years. I interviewed the manager of it for years and, and it was just, it was heartbreaking afterwards. And I have not been back to Berlin since they knocked Takala's down, but they have music festivals. The first time I went was Splash Music Festival is in Ferropolis, Germany, maybe like an hour or so train outside of Berlin. Mm. And it's like a hip hop Woodstock. And people are camping out for days. Like I snuck backstage with like public enemy. It was just, it was crazy. Like, you know, (laughs) so there's, there's a lot of that. The music, like Jimi Hendrix, I think great niece, uh, Chili, who's in no madness. Like we ended up running into her at an open mic night that they had. That was just phenomenal. And we kind of just like rushed the stage one night, but there's an arts community in Berlin. That is amazing. Mm, Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I love Berlin for that. Very cool. And we got, I was running around the east side. We uh, have a great culture that, we have a great I, culture I, that in Kansas some City. Of, some yeah. of the street I'm art is crazy. I, I, I got to see it before I leave then. That, yeah. that, that particular part of, of Kansas City, the crossroads, East Crossroads is where you're going to find the biggest concentration of it. Right. Uh, it's still very much an arts driven community. Right. Uh, it was, uh, kind of an abandoned, neglected part of downtown about 25 years ago that started to become populated by, uh, artists and art galleries, not galleries as much as just studios in like old warehouses and stuff. Uh, and fortunately with all of, as much as it's grown and changed, we've done a great job, I think, of maintaining that, uh, element of it and not making, not pricing out the artists. Right. You know what I mean, so right. the local art community is still very strong in that area and Good. still thriving. And uh, street art is actually a pretty big, big part of it. It's something that I, I personally love. I yeah. Love you would love Berlin. You would yeah. love Berlin for that. Well, Vita, we appreciate you coming on the show. Anything else you want to plug? Because I know we're running out of time. We got Visit KC. Yeah, no. You do a lot of speeches around the country on travel and I do. I do. And I'm going to be, yeah. So if if this is something that you think that you need, um, you know, in corporate spaces, I just spoke at Home Depot in Atlanta. So I'm getting booked for things that weren't completely (laughs) off my radar. (laughs) But I love it, you know. So if you if you want to know more about the movement, again, just go to (laughs) nomadnesstv.com, sign on up and you can reach me there. And how do we how do we find your TED Talk? Oh, literally on the website, nomadnesstv.com. As soon as you pull it up, you cannot miss it. It starts speaking before you start scrolling. (laughs) So you can find it right on our website. Avita Robinson has been our guest. Ryan, maybe thank you for coming on and bringing her on today. And appreciate all the folks who visit KC for making it happen today. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Thanks to both of you and have a great day.